and gentlemen, this is Manny De La Cruz, and I want to thank you for taking the time out of your day to come listen to this podcast. As always, it's my pleasure to bring you the stories of other young professionals and students to help you bridge the gap between graduating college and being boardroom ready. The stories that you'll hear here and the advice that you'll hear comes from people that are wanting to help you not make some of the same mistakes that we made, but uh, hopefully progress at a faster pace and a more successful pace than we have seen in our own stories. Uh, certainly, if you're a student, grabbing that first internship is crucial or being able to get into that research is crucial. And as a young professional, of course, progressing and onboarding through your new roles or your brand new roles and hopefully getting you into leadership is ultimately what the goal is. Uh, as always, I hope that you enjoy listening to this conversation as much as I enjoyed making it. everybody. This is Manny Dela Cruz. Thanks again for getting on Manny Talks. Uh, today, I don't have an interview. It's just going to be me. But I wanted to take some time to kind of talk through uh, asking for advice, whether it be mentorship or just a question in general. And this is really coming from um, I recently I've noticed that there's been an uptick in my in-mail and LinkedIn. And I've gotten a lot of uh, requests from different people, not not atypical, but I've started to see a variety of people actually now actually reaching out and writing out some messages. And I wanted to kind of to cover uh, just my thoughts on, on asking for advice and getting, you know, um, reaching out to a recruiter or a professional or someone that you're just feeling out on LinkedIn in order to kind of make uh, an impact. And uh, although the ones that are kind of that I'm getting are the ones l directly looking for uh, positions at ExxonMobil. That's not necessarily all I'm going to talk about uh, today, right? Again, I work for ExxonMobil, but I'm coming to you as someone who wants to give advice based on my personal experience and what I'm seeing. So the first kind of request is just the, hey, the, the, the request to connect. And look, I get a lot of these all the time and I don't look, uh, make too much out of them. I tend to accept them. Uh, I figure someone might have simply seen some content is interested and might be interested in seeing some more. And and maybe they saw me comment on somebody else's and they're just wanting to do uh, to follow and kind of start get, receiving the content. No harm, no foul. I don't look too much into those. And, and, and that's OK. Right. There's there's some level that says if all you're wanting to do is to see somebody's contents on a frequent basis, go ahead. Ask, you know, ask the invite, uh, ask to connect and so on. Now, there are those others. Uh, first of all, the scams. We'll go ahead and get through the scams. Somebody, when, if someone's trying to cold call or do some kind of sales leads, to me, probably LinkedIn is not, you're not ever going to get any traction with me. That's not why I use the platform. So if you are in one of these environments where you're trying to sell something, or you're trying to connect with somebody uh, in the hopes of selling, then you need to make sure that the person that's doing that or receiving it is quite open to that. So we'll just kind of toss those over to the side saying uh, those are ones that I automatically probably won't connect, especially when they give me a very like a cut and paste type note that talks about the service that they're trying to provide, whether it's for professional development or something related to oil and gas, you name it. I just kind of throw those off to the side. Um, I get my fair share of recruiters looking for um 
to see if I'm interested in positions. Hey, I love those. Not so much because I'm fishing. Uh, I'm not, I'm quite happy where I'm at. And, uh, but I am interested in seeing what's out there. And also I use that as a, as a connection basis and forward some of those positions or post about them, uh, all within LinkedIn. So if you're looking for a job and uh, you don't, do not be part of what I try to do in the content that I provide into LinkedIn is to post about jobs. Uh, that I see out there and uh, because I know everyone can can uh, use some help when it comes to looking for a job. Now, let's get to the post of people that are seeking to get advice. And so I'll talk about the the do's and then we'll talk about the don'ts. And so the do's is you always have to have a plan and a point with what you're trying to write and the way you're calling out and asking for uh, information or advice. And they're not one in the same. Right. So one is just an information. Hey, yeah, this is Manny. I saw that you had commented on somebody else's, you know, post in regards to, you know, your experience at ExxonMobil. I'm very interested in oil and gas and I have some questions about your experience in that space. Right. And so that's a way to start. It kind of gives them an idea that says, hey, you saw some of my content. You kind of create some relevance. Uh, and then you start to then say, hey, I'm interested in general information about oil and gas. And sometimes I like those, especially in an environment where either the recruiting season has not kicked off for the company or or I don't know of anybody who's actively looking for, you know, somebody right now, especially right now, like post COVID-19, things are slow. Fall recruiting seasons haven't started out. I still want to connect with people, but, uh, uh, and we'll get to these, the ones that are asking for jobs. Those are the ones that it's like, oh, hold on. Well, we don't, I don't even know you. We haven't established any kind of relationship. So, uh, to me, those are uh, just like the, uh, like a cold call, but let me before, again, I, I tend to go off on tangent, but, uh, right. So the ones that are specific, they kind of say, Hey, I just want some general advice. I want to learn about something. Those are the ones that I tend to kind of reply back to or say, Hey, uh, let's schedule some time because it's not, you're just trying to get some information and there's no obligation on my part to try and fulfill any kind of a uh, request. Right. And then there's those that want some advice and the ones that want advice, those again, be specific. Look, Manny, I am currently a young student and in, in pursuing an engineering degree. I don't know what major to pick or, hey, I'm just a brand new professional. I've been with the company for a year. Me and my supervisor are not getting along. Uh, I feel like uh, there's no open line of communication. I would really like some advice on how to break the ice and and be successful. Right. These are very specific requests that are coming with uh, with uh, some purpose, right? The ones that I'm like, I have nothing to go on are the ones that say, hey, Manny, uh, I'm a young professional. I, I, I've recently been at this job and, and things seem to be a little tough. What advice do you have for somebody who's a new professional? It's like, well, shoot, man, I got all kinds of advice. I go do, I created a podcast. I try and mentor people at work. I got, you know, go on and, and do trainings and speak at Stuff or Ship. Like there's so many things that I would give to advice uh, to somebody and I'm not going to cover it on one request just because you say, Hey, what advice do you have? I need you to be specific, something to go on. Right. And then the same thing goes for uh, someone who is looking for say um, help in a, in a particular area. Right. When it says to, you know, students will say, Hey, uh, what advice do you have for students that are out there looking for, for a job? And I'm like, Oh my God, here we go. Again, this is a very general generic question that has no uh, root uh, and I don't know where to start at. And so again, the ones that come and say, hey, Manny, I've written a resume. I've gotten looked at by career services. I've gotten some feedback from some of my own peers and other professionals. 
in general, I've gotten some feedback about certain details, but I wanted to tap into your brain to see what you thought about, you know, how do I best represent the the skills that I learned or the jobs that I've had and the skills that I can then communicate for this upcoming interview that I have with such and such, right? Again, very specific, some backstory, and it kind of gives me some, uh, some traction there. I also imply and can infer on the level of detail and the attention that you're going to pay and probably to your the, your response to the advice that you're receiving right because that's another thing i don't it's not that it's a waste of time but i don't want to i don't want to waste your time or my time and and give a bunch of advice that you may not have anywhere to uh act on it right or nor intent on acting on it and at that point it's just a, a i guess wasted time i've used that several times so i guess we'll just stick with hey it's a waste of time at that point so let's talk about those that are looking for opportunities. And these are the ones that can be very tough. And, and I guess we'll talk here, and, and I want to make sure that uh, I, I take the time to talk about the general recruiting season. I try to hit on this in a variety of occasions. I've spoken to other uh, companies or, or professionals that work at other companies, and, and, this, and the story kind of goes the same. you got to understand as someone who is looking for a job, and we'll talk about students first, and then we'll talk about professionals. As a student, you're looking for a new opportunity. More than likely, the recruiting season is going to align with the uh, your, your semester. And typically, there's a fall and a spring. Fall tends to be the heavier of the recruiting seasons. That's when most of the big major companies are out there looking and where the bulk of recruiting occurs, right? So if you if your school starts in in August, you can rest be as rest assured that around the August time frame, this is when the recruiting season for all these companies are starting to kick off. This is when they start uh, opening up uh, positions for internships. This is when they start going to college campuses. This is when you're going to start seeing them do informational sessions at your college or with your respective organization like a SUI, a SHIP, or a NSBE. Right. Or a SACNAS. This is when you're going to start seeing those companies start hitting the road and and going out to to different schools and different venues to kind of start promoting the company and looking for that talent to fill their internships and whatever full time positions they might have coming up. Uh, another thing that's worth saying here is, hey, and typically the targets, I'll say the target, the number of people, they're probably looking for way more interns than they are full time positions because the way an internship program tends to work is you want to get somebody maybe as a as a sophomore or a junior and get them to come do a summer internship or a fall co-op or spring co-op and they hang out with you and you get to try before you buy on both ends and eventually that turn into a full-time position. So those internship programs tend to be a direct feed into those full-time positions. And so by the time you're out there recruiting, more than likely you're looking to continue to support that intern program as opposed to looking for full-time offers. But there's still going to be some full-time offers where we're trying to find people that have had internships at other places or or that have had a variety of, of experiences. And so companies will tend to also be looking for full-time. But again, this is the point I'm trying to make is that there is a season for that. So if you're in the middle of June, right in the middle of dead summer, and you're trying to reach out and ask somebody, hey, here's my resume. What opportunities do you have? First of all, the generic nature of notes like that, and I've gotten them where it's like, hey, I'm so-and-so. I'm a mechanical engineer. Here's my resume. Please let me know what positions are available. And I'm like, dude, you can or do that. <laughs> you can go to a variety. You can go to your career services. You can go to your 
your your organization's website. You can go to the company website. You can go to Glassdoor. You can go to alljobs.com and you can find if there is a posting for a job, more than likely you can find it yourself. So you're the, 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 the odds that you are relying on one person to uncover the secret stash of jobs is, especially with the bigger corporations is not necessarily a realistic thing to expect. So when I get those generics, I'm like, okay, man, I really wish somebody would say, Hey, look, Manny, I looked at your company website. I see that you have a position open for this upcoming summer internship. And, uh, I want to get information about what that what that posting means, well, that, or, or maybe something of that nature, right? That that is a completely different than just a cold call. Here's my resume. Tell me what jobs that you have. So, again, if you're if you're out of cycle with the recruiting season and you're just asking for, and the more generic that you are, the less chance that you're going to get in order to be able to connect with some recruiter like myself, right? And then again, I keep mixing it up here. I'm not here talk speaking for Exxon Mobil. But naturally, you guys know I'm a recruiter for ExxonMobil. So once in a while, I say I or we. And but I'm trying to talk here in general. The recruiters that are out there who are in their own companies recruiting during the summertime, more than likely, they've already done their work for the for the fall semester. And uh, and, and they've already had those those placements way before uh, that that summer time frame even came. Now, what I think one thing I did forget to mention is that what happens in the spring for some places, hey, look, they do solely do a spring only recruiting season. Uh, but for larger outfits, right, larger companies, sometimes the spring recruiting season tends to be to uh, fill the roles that yet haven't been filled. Right. So you might have, you know, you go into your fall semester, you go meet a whole bunch of students, you put out a whole bunch of offers. As much as I would like to say or everyone would like to say that they bat 100 percent in placement for those students and that every single one of them accepts the offer. The reality is that you guys are so great out there uh, and are chock full of talent that it would not be a surprise if you're getting multiple offers. And typically you have a pretty late acceptance deadline, maybe like November, December. And that tends to be the case because people want to, you know, get their holidays underway and, and kind of wrap up the recruiting season before they go on those vacations. Anywho, so those are your deadlines. They go off on vacations and do whatever. And you, uh, as a awesome person, make a decision on one. And here we come back at the at the end of the year or into the spring semester and find out, hey, you know, some of our offers did not get accepted. So we need to we still have positions to fill. And in some cases, we might have a list up of those that we did the the year before, but we also realize that school goes year round, so folks may and companies may cast another net again in the spring to try and fill some of those positions. Uh, in some occasion, uh, for that immediate summer, right then and there, uh, and or, or even for some fall co-ops, right. So just think, hey, just think that the most coveted positions out there are those summer internships. The majority of them are going to be filled in the fall, the prior fall. And some may trickle in in the spring. So, again, if you if you are trying to land a summer internship a month or two before the that summer starts, again, you got to understand that a lot of work has already happened to kind of fill some of those positions. So just think of it as in that delayed schedule. Again, point I'm trying to make, you're going out there asking for positions. You want to have your foot, get a foot in the door. You have to be specific about what you're trying to do. Don't ever, ever, ever. Go out there and say, hey, I'm Manny De La Cruz. I'm a mechanical engineer. Here's my resume. Let me know what positions are available. That doesn't do anything. And chances are you're not going to get any traction that way. 
Um, I we can go in here as to why the, the, the longer term relationship with the recruiter is worth it because now you get to meet them and you can talk to them throughout the year. I will say for those people that are in the summer, now, if you are wanting to make contact in the summer, open it up, like be in that category of, Hey, I want to get information. Hey, I'm Manny De La Cruz. I am a mechanical engineer. I noticed on your profile, you also are a mechanical engineer in oil and gas. Uh, the recruiting season's coming up, and I would like to talk to you about what it's been like for you to work at ExxonMobil uh, or in oil and gas or, or whatever, whatever person you're reaching out to for whatever industry. And you say, hey, with the upcoming season, I want to just get uh, start gathering information so that I'm ready to interview or whatever or, or, or be ready to tell my story come the fall. Man, if you start reaching out that way in the summer, again, it's noncommittal on both sides. You kind of show that you have an understanding of, of the process in general, and more than likely you'll get some uh, traction. Now, let's talk about the those professionals or those experienced hires. So let's say you're now a professional, you've been working with your company, and you want to make a change. you got to understand that you are now considered an experienced hire, or a, maybe you're not student placement, but you're you're in that category of someone who is trying to fill a a, 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 a full-time position. And so these more than the student ones, because the student positions, you might see a generic, hey, looking for an intern, right? Uh, but the experienced ones, those tend to be pretty specific experience hire uh, campaigns that will be posted on a company website or through a, uh, I'll say, a, a placement uh, outfit, right? Like uh, like a jobs.com, right? Or, or, or a Glassdoor, right? Where these companies that post jobs or even postings like job postings on LinkedIn those can also be tied or typically are tied and categorized in a way that you can tell whether they're for a, an experienced type of hire. Again, in those cases, if you are a professional, some of the advice also goes for you that, hey, writing to somebody and saying, hey, I'm so-and-so, I'm experienced, you know, I'm having, uh, I'm wanting to, you know, be placed in your company. Let me know if there's any opportunity. Again, you're just casting a net. You're not tying it to any kind of job posting that you saw. You're not tying it specific to some position that you know about or some conversation that you might have had. Uh, and so uh, those, again, may not get the traction that you think you're, they're going to get. Certainly, I'll tell you, for me, it's going to be very difficult for me to now jump into a conversation with what I call a cold call just like that. And so before... You know, I would say, look, so let's say you're like, but Manny, look, I really don't know you. I really am just trying to find out what opportunities are out there. Then back up a little bit. Do a little research. Show or and, and that you and communicate in that note, in that first communication, that you've done some legwork yourself, right? That you, hey, I, Manny, I went to the website. I'm noticing that there's not a lot of positions that are open up right now. For full-time hiring, do you happen to know of any? Even if you wanted to open it up like that, like do you know of any positions that are available? Uh, otherwise, look, I'd really like to kind of talk and uh, with you and get your experience as to what it's like for experienced hires to get into your company and uh, uh, so on and so forth. Again, something a little bit more re relationship building geared as opposed to, hey, I'm looking for a job. Can you fill it? Right. Um, those are going to be very difficult to uh, work with. So some of the advice keeps going the same. And I think you've heard some of the same messages over and over again, where I'm saying, hey, if you're going to make a communication with somebody, 
you got to show and you have to have uh, some understanding in the way that you write it. You got to communicate some understanding of the way the process works. And I'll tell you the way it does not work is just a, hey, I'm so-and-so, can you deliver on something? It's going to be, hey, I'm here to learn. I'm here to get some information. I'm here to get some advice on some, and then couple that with the specific request, right? And um, work on trying to establish that longer term relationship. Look, I really hope that this kind of helped a little bit. I wanted to keep it short and just focus on that. It was fresh on my mind on account of some of this uptick that's kind of come. I will say this, right? So here's the, the, and maybe the other thing that's fair saying is like, hey, things are a little bit different now, right? So we're post this COVID-19 era. Now, here's the summer. It's June. What about the uh, the fall recruiting? You got to understand that a lot of companies or all companies, I'm not going to say a lot, all of the companies out there right now are in this new world, right? They have just gone through one of the worst economic disasters since 2008, 2009. And even this has been even worse with the collapse of stock market and the energy markets and uh, all of manufacturing coming to a halt because everybody had to be quarantined. So right now in the last several months, say February, March, April, companies have been working to steady the ship. And even now, as we speak, are still trying to figure out uh, what does their future look like, right, respectively. And so within those companies, when it comes to recruiting and something that's happening in the fall, in some cases, companies haven't even thought about it. Some companies don't even know if they're going to be hiring. Some companies don't know if they're going to be honoring internship programs. I saw a lot of activity, right, for folks that said, hey, I had a summer internship planned for this summer and it got rescinded. Or some have said, hey, I'm, I'm, I'm still doing an internship, but it's much shorter now. It's going to be virtual. So there's a lot of adjustment that's going on. So people are still figuring out what's going to happen for these summer internships and for these fall co-ops that even in some cases, what does fall recruiting look like? That's still up in the air. Uh, are, especially if you're a student, what conferences are going to be going on? We don't even know if you're going to be going to school yet. We don't know if we're going to be going to campuses. And, and so there is just a... Uh, uh, the, these areas where companies in general may not know what's going to occur. What am I trying to get at? So you have to be empathetic. you got to be a little um, patient as this time unfolds and things are going to change. But you've got to also understand that those recruiters, in the majority of us, this isn't our full-time job, right? We have our regular jobs and then we do recruiting because it's a passion. It's something that we want to work out. It's something that we want to get out there and get young talent into the company and benefit the way that we have. So you got to know that I am very optimistic and say, hey, as tough as it might be, you're going to have a lot of passionate, motivated people that are going to be out there uh, trying to make it work. So just be patient. Just understand things are a little bit different. So some of this, uh, the, some of the normal advice that you hear on the day to day may not necessarily apply as this uh, fall of 2020 unfolds again. I want to thank you for taking the time to come on here and listening to this podcast. Next week, we'll have an interview. I'll have a show put together with an interview that I had with the awesome young lady, Jackie Cervantes from Latos, someone that I've known for quite some time. We have some history, and I'm excited for you all to hear her story. Again, I hope you enjoyed this conversation as much as I enjoyed making it.